Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Best Seller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Joshua Spodek. He's the author of Leadership Step-by-Step, Become the Person Others Follow. It's great to have you with us. Great to be here. You know, Josh, right off the bat, as soon as I started reading your book, I thought to myself, there's so many that think you're either born a leader or you're not. What's your take on that when people say that to you? First of all, I hear that a lot. And the first thing I say is that it's a myth. And having taught hundreds and hundreds of students through my course, I see the changes that happen. In fact, I can almost see it week to week, the changes that happen, where people are able to do things that they never thought they could before. Okay. Do you think, though, that some of those things that we're going to get into, though, do you think some people are just born that way? It is innate? Or do you think every great leader has learned leadership? I think every great leader has learned leadership. They might not have studied it. In particular, a lot of people, life hands them challenges. A lot of people, they get a big challenge early in their life and they can't handle it and they think, oh, I just can't do it. Others get a little challenge early, a medium challenge later, a big challenge later, and they develop the skills over time. And we think they're natural, but they just learn things like anybody else. No one's born leading. Mm. When I get to read a lot of these books, there's so many things that are sort of aha moments. I was like, wow, I've never heard that before. That's so interesting. And what I loved immediately, which, which you set up right in the beginning, you say you treat leadership as a performance-based field and you make an analogy. You say, oh, you know, if we learn piano or if we learn sports, we learn dance, you take classes. There's a method to the madness. You learn piano scales, you learn dance moves, you take lessons to be a better tennis player. You found that in academia, you learn about leadership, but no one tells you how to do it. So you're teaching this as you would learning to play piano or learning to play a sport, which, was, which I thought was such a unique way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, look, I went to an Ivy League business school, you know, top school. When I took the classes, I, I felt like the classes there opened the door to this whole side of the emotional and social side of life and business. And, but it opened the door because the way that they taught classes was through a case study, lecture, reading psychology papers, writing analytical papers. Useful, very useful, but it didn't give you the social and emotional skills that leaders have to have. But I love that you say to write this book, you took classes in acting, you took classes in music, right? To use that as sort of a, a jumping off, a launching point to now apply it to leadership, to execute. Yeah. In my case, uh, I, acting was where I drew from originally. And so I took Meisner technique and Meisner took a style of, of learning and he codified it and he made a very systematic approach. So I was both taking it to learn acting and the performance aspect of it. And also in the back of my mind, I was always a professor thinking of like, what's this technique and how can I use it? So I took what works in another area very successfully. And then I started realizing music, sports, military, all these other places also use this technique. So what is the technique? In the book, I call it ACEP learning, uh, ACEP active, social, emotional, expressive, performance-based. 
leadership is not an academic field. It's not something, I mean, you can learn the theory of leadership and just leave it at that. But most people want to lead. They want to be promoted. They want to get hired. They want to get funded. And so uh, it's to learn the social and emotional skills. The style of learning is to give you exercises. And the first ones are simple. Mm -hmm. Not always easy, but they're not ones where you're performing in front of a lot of people. And then you work up to the next set and the next set. So the four units in the class are understand yourself, lead yourself, understand others, and lead others. And leading others is the pinnacle. That's the really challenging stuff where you're face-to-face -face with people. But, and a lot of those exercises would be very difficult. And a lot of people never reach that in life. But when that's just a little bit more challenging than the stuff before, which is a little bit more challenging than the stuff before, which we began with exercises that are actually not that hard. So people go from beginner. A lot of people have never done leadership of any sort before. Like I teach undergrads. And they come in and they think they're coming in to take a, you know, a write a paper course. And they find out, they get really nervous. They're like, what, you want me to do stuff with people? So it's performance-based. Yeah. And by the end of it, they, they do perform in front of their classmates. But I, the exercise is have you work with people and projects in your life outside of the classroom. And that's where you face these challenges. But in a safe, comfortable way that's been tested with many people before. And by the end of it, invariably, they, they love it and they're looking for more. C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love it because you went to graduate school to learn leadership. You learned it and you realize something's just not clicking here. Like there, there was a void. There was a reason that you went out and wrote this, all those things you wish you would have known back when you were learning. And, and as we were talking off camera, it's sort of, it's as if what you've taught here is what should be taught in those graduate schools, right? Yeah. The reason you wrote this is because you didn't learn this the way you should have back in school, so to speak. Yeah, very successful leaders. If you look at how they became successful leaders, it's by doing things. Sometimes you succeed, sometimes you fail, but you learn from the failures and you become a leader through practice. Right. That's not what happened in school. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that in the future, go ahead 10 years, this is how leadership classes will be taught. I'm not saying other fields, but definitely leadership. Is that surprising to you that, I mean, because I took leadership classes uh, undergraduate as well at the same school you did. And it is so interesting to think that why were we executing in real life examples? Why is everything so theoretical? Why has no one else thought to make it performance-based, like practicing a sport, learning to sing, learning to dance? It seems like a, such, such a simple, obvious idea, but no one's doing it. You know, that simple, obvious, effective nature of it is what compelled me to do it, why, why I'm so passionate about it. And it, I often wondered, why was it that way? And I think it was that business schools existed before leadership classes existed. Right. And so you have all these professors who, how did they get there? Publish or perish. They publish. They're very good at publishing things. And, you know, a lot of universities, they're very good at teaching people to become teachers because that's what they're good at. If you look at what traditional education teaches, it's intellectually very challenging. And you learn a lot of intellectual stuff. Not bad for leaders to have, but socially and emotionally, and if you look at the behavior, it's much more they're teaching compliance, which is almost the opposite of leadership. I was just going to say they're teaching us compliance, not leadership, which is what you talk about in the book. Um, 
off camera as well, you were telling us, telling me rather about some real life examples. I was like, can you tell me about some people famous or not that have taken your leadership step-by-step approach executed and it's, and it's worked. Yeah. I got an email a little while ago, followed by a phone call. One of my clients, he came to me, he was applying to business school and uh, he came to me because he'd applied four years in a row, didn't get in. Then we started working together and he started doing these exercises. And uh, first of all, got, gets into Cornell and Oxford, decides not to go to business school. And so he's working in technology. He meets a guy who runs a fashion company, the founder of a fashion company. And he tells the guy, look, I can do the tech stuff that you want me to do. Right. I really like fashion. Upfront, I'm, I'm not experienced in it. And then what, what he says to me is, then I led him to hire me. And he's not the first student of mine who said, hmm. I led someone to hire me. Because, and, and he asked the guy, why'd you take me? I didn't have any experience. And he said, yeah. because you get it. I can teach you fashion, but I can't teach getting it. What he didn't know was that I teach getting it. And that's what this gives is getting it. I love what you just said, because probably up to this point, most people are thinking, oh, this is going to teach me how to be a leader. But what you just said is different. It led me to get a job. That's, that's a different kind of leadership, like we mentioned earlier. So it's not just about leading a team, but it's leading yourself into certain situations and the like. It's kind of what you just said, right? One of the things that drove a lot of the development of this is that a lot of people, have, they have issues with their, their CEOs, their boss, their managers. And a lot of people think, I can only lead if I have authority over somebody. Actually, leading with authority, often people want to undermine that authority. They want to push back. If you lead someone through understanding what motivates them, through behaving in ways that make them feel comfortable sharing what motivates them, you can motivate anybody that way. You can lead anybody that way. It can be someone above you in a hierarchy. It can be your spouse. It can be your kids. Right. It can be someone that you're selling to. And it can be yourself. But Josh, what I love in terms of this conversation about leadership, really, when you say step-by-step, step, you mean it because there's very specific exercises in a very fluid manner that you follow that really will make the difference in terms of you know, accomplishing what you talk about in the book. Yeah. If you look at the Amazon reviews, there's a lot of people are giving really high ratings from reading it and reading it is valuable. Doing the exercises takes it to a whole other level. So if you really work through the exercises, you can spend months working on these and you can spend a lifetime coming back to them. But it really takes it to another level because that experience facing your social and emotional challenges, that's where you develop these skills. Well, Josh, thanks so much. I mean, there you said it. You have to, you can't just read the book. You have to do the exercises because that makes all the difference. And within the exercises, you have these great things, which we didn't even get to called the three raisins exercise, uh, feed forward, reflection questions. So it's really good stuff. Bravo. And again, we look forward to reading your next book. Thank you. And if you'd like more information on this book, just go to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.